we welcome you to the We Love Arabian Horses podcast. We Love Arabian Horses has a simple goal, to promote the Arabian breed to those outside of our community, moms, dads, and kids of all ages, and of course, horse lovers from every walk of life. Thank you for listening. This episode of the We Love Arabian Horses podcast is sponsored by Markel. Markel is the insurance with horse sense. If you'd like to learn more, visit MarkelInsurance.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-L Insurance.com. And let them know we sent you. Well, I am really pleased this morning to have the opportunity to visit with Christy Metz, who has made a substantial impact in the Arabian horse business in so many ways. Hi, Christy. Hi, Debbie. We are absolutely thrilled that you've taken time to visit with us about all of the things that have impacted your career with Arabian horses. First of all, let me ask you, how did your passion for Arabians get started? My passion for Arabians began through a friend who, Judy Jones, who owned Atala Arabians, and she lived just a few blocks from me in Sioux City, Iowa. Unbeknownst to me, she had a breeding farm there. And when she found out that I used to ride horses as a kid, and we'll use that term loosely because I didn't really have formal training other than 4-H, she invited me to come riding with her. And as we began our riding together, she explained the different types of horses in her barn, of which she had straight Egyptian Arabians and uh, related Egyptian Arabians, which means sired by a straight Egyptian. She also had a Polish uh, domestic cross program for performance, and she had a half Arabian program. So I really was fortunate. Not only was she lots of fun, but she was an amazing mentor. And I fell in love with really the history of the straight Egyptian. And the thing that seemed to me to be so amazing was their particular ability to connect with humans. I mean, it was like an instant bond with them. If they invited you in, you were in. So I, I have to give Judy all that credit. Wow. That's fabulous. I know we've all had a different start in the Arabian business. And it seems like you really were privileged to have met Judy and lived so close to her to have the impact that she's had. Yes, I was. Um, And to have so many different types of Arabians there in her barn. She had about 55, I think, at the time. And um, pardon me, my kitty is, of course, trying to get me to pay attention um, during this interview. Uh, Anyway, Judy, I rode with Judy for about two years. Uh, I would ask her lots of questions. And she would sometimes bring a book and she would hand it to me after the ride and say, you might enjoy reading about this. And of course, I was captivated by the history of the straight Egyptian Arabian and the breed overall, their history and uh, how they've been used, but always threaded throughout 
the books was this connection to humans who that connection links us around the world globally. And I really believe it's uh, divine and it is why the Arabian horse has been able to go forward uh, through so many, many thousands of years. Well, I agree with you. And you have not only been able to enjoy that, but you've been able to share your wisdom with so many other people and create a bond among those of us who love the horse that is unparalleled. I know uh-huh. that. You, Thank you. You're welcome. I know that you've written lots of articles, Christy, and you've posted them on your website, correct? Yes, that is correct. And that website would be www.smfarabs.com. And there's, I, I was fortunate enough to look at that several times, and I see that there's all sorts of different approaches to why the Arabian horse. And I'm blessed to have found that, and I'm so excited that we can share that information with our listeners. Well, it's under the entertainment tab, and there are many articles dating way back. Uh, Some are about the straight Egyptian, and some are about the Arabian horse itself and its characteristics. And you have also written a wonderful, very complete book. Can you share information about that with us, too? Yes. um, uh, The book came out of writing about, well, really it came from being a breeder. And I bred Arabians for almost 30 years, was involved with them at least that amount of time, maybe bred for 29 years, 28 years. And during that time, uh, I learned so much. And one of the people that I learned from was Gladys Brown Edwards. And probably about five years ago, I realized that her book needed an update. She was an amazing horse woman. And for her time, she did an excellent job of teaching. And I realized that people today um, just might not have that background or that horsemanship. And one of the things that made me really understand it was I had written an article for a Saudi magazine on how horses are judged. uh, And I wanted to include that. And in that article, I talked about their animation, the Arabian and its animation. And unfortunately, that word translates in Arabic, or they did, uh, as cartoonish. So (laughs) (laughs) I know it wasn't quite so good, but I thought I built off of that article and began a book that took me roughly about a year, a little over to write and get it published. And um, it is 400 pages with over 300 uh, high resolution photos. And writing that book, I learned two things. One is that the videographers and the photographers are really the um, keepers of our breed now. And I'm just a narrator. And then the second thing I learned was that 
uh, this breed, because of their history, has seemed to go forward where other breed and not just go forward, but influence other breeds all over the world. And it was because of war mainly, and also because of uh, tribes within uh, the deserts of Arabia that this horse uh, existed and um, it didn't take uh, cavalry people very long to understand that this was a breed that was unique and needed to infuse their cavalry horses within Europe and from there to the States. And then it really took off in the 50s and the 60s here in the United States. How fascinating. I know that a, a book like this is sometimes overwhelming for people to get a hold of and read. However, the lessons in it are so impactful to our future as breeders and owners and lovers of the Arabian horse. I applaud you for taking the time and the effort to research this so thoroughly and provide us with this great learning tool. Well, it, it isn't just me. It takes an entire village, as they say, about everything these days. But in this case, it's definitely true. It wasn't just my contribution. I had amazing editors, designers. Uh, Beth Allen Hunziker was uh, not only my production editor, but she was a designer of the book, and she's an unparalleled designer. And uh, it goes on and on and on. Uh, 67 photographers that contributed and were delighted to do that. Thank you very much. And I also had readers that I had read certain sections that they um, made sure I was on track. Thank God for Anita Enander and her understanding of color genetics um, I'm a little bit lost there sometimes, and she really, really helped. Well, uh, one of the things I didn't get to tell in that book is the backstories about the people and their horses. And I had to call every person in there that contributed a photograph to find out uh, if it was okay, get their permission. And then sometimes I got the most wonderful stories. And I think that is uh, what went into me understanding that this horse will go forward no matter what because of its ability to connect people. And it is an amazing ability that they have. And I know our connection personally, Christy, is because of the horse and our love for it. Absolutely. Um, both of us have an unequaled passion or an equaled passion by many people within the, it, you know, I hate to call it a business, but it is, except it's um, a business of personalities and uh, family. It's like a tribe of our own. It certainly is. It's an amazing group of people who have surrounded themselves with these beautiful animals. Absolutely. On a worldwide basis. I have met people I would have never met before if it weren't for this horse. Understandably, nor would I. It was such a wonderful thing to be introduced to as a child. And I know that you can appreciate how much impact this has on the lives of young children. Absolutely, I can. Um, 
I read the Black Stallion series when I was about eight years old. And I I was one of those kids that got two kinds of measles and mumps in the same summer. So I spent a lot of time reading. Yeah, lucky me. Yes. (laughs) Well, those are great books to start kids on. And the Black Stallion series has been remarkable in including new information to school-age kids. And it's, it's so enduring. I mean, like the horse. <laughs> it certainly is. So moving forward, Christy, I know that you have a brilliant mind that is certainly planning additional stories, books. Share with us what your goals moving forward are. Well, um, I never planned on being a writer, but I find that it's very satisfying. And I think that my perspective is uh, a positive one that um, people understand pretty quickly. My Uh book that I did, I think any beginner could pick up and appreciate just as someone who's been within the industry for many years could as well. I know so because people tell me, but I would like to um, continue doing some historical research work. I find I'm quite a nerd that way. And um, the other thing I wanna do is write stories about people with their horses, mine first, and then hopefully it will provide a format that um, includes art, and interaction on the internet as well with writing and then, and maybe even drawing, which would be really satisfying for young people, I think. And maybe we can add a component about visiting farms and encourage that through local 4-H and maybe some other uh, groups. So that's right now um, what's, really moving me forward with uh, the horse. I miss breeding terribly, but I recognize that I'm kind of the grandma in the family of breeders now, and I just have a different role. Well, and it's a wonderful role, and we are very appreciative of the fact that you have taken on this responsibility of sharing all of your information and your years of breeding and You have so much wisdom. It's just incredible that you could share that all. So many of us have the eye, the the understanding of the horse, but can't communicate that in words. And you've done a remarkable job. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, I think the passion for the breed, the love of it, uh, was really what helped me express that. Um, as I said, I'd never planned on being a writer. I was an art major in college and, uh, I always thought I'd paint instead. I find I'm writing instead and painting pictures of the horse that way. Painting pictures with words. Absolutely. Perfect. Well, I certainly appreciate you sharing your time with us this morning, Christy, and I look forward to speaking with you again and, I'm just so proud of you and your impact that you've had on the horse and all of those of us who love it. Well, thank you again, Debbie. I I appreciate that. And I appreciate you 
continuing your involvement on multiple levels uh, and guiding and teaching and judging. I mean, you have done an amazing job and of course came from a breeding Arabian horse breeding family. So uh, your knowledge is impeccable. Thank you so much. Again, we really appreciate it. This is Debbie Kane with We Love Arabian Horses, and I've had the opportunity to spend some time today with Christy Metz. And Christy, if you would share with us once again the website and where one would go to look for those articles that you've written, I would appreciate it. Okay. The website is www.smfarabs.com. Perfect. Perfect. Well, again, I thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you and visiting with you again soon. Thank you. Same here. Goodbye. Hey, this is Austin, director of the We Love Arabian Horses podcast. Thanks for listening. If you want to share ideas, feedback, or want to get involved, send me an email at austin at welovearabianhorses.com.